This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We We fly fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Annie. And I'm Hope. Our essential question this week, what the hell happened this year and how do we make sense of it? So (laughs) true. Okay. 2016, 2016 was absolutely insane. It was frequently described as a dumpster fire. Actually, my friend gave me a Christmas ornament of a dumpster on fire yes. last year because 2016 was so bad. That's really good, yeah. Um, 2016 feels like a decade ago now. Because, well, yeah. yeah it's 20... a year, technically, which is True. not a decade. But... but it felt longer because 2017 yeah. was even worse. Mm-hmm. Like a landfill fire. Every A landfill fire. So yeah. take the dumpster fire and... Yeah. Add um... a lot of methane and just like <laughs> let, throw a match on it. Or like yeah. if the Great Pacific Garbage Patch caught on fire, you know, that like swirling mass of trash yes. in the ocean. Like if yes. that caught on fire, yeah. that would be 2017. I really picture like the dump behind every city. You know how every city has yep. like their dump? Like the what dump. if your dump was on fire? Not just a dumpster. No, dump, dump. Dump fire. And dump represents Yep. the entire country exactly um good stuff happened though too like okay there was a women's march there were a True. lot of really inspiring responses to attacks on our democratic institutions so that was comforting <laughs> you chuckle yeah why, i love just because like why do we have to do that but i'm <laughs> <laughs> why it's so sad and scary um i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable um also there was a new hijab wearing barbie oh yeah so that was cool exciting. yeah, yeah. Uh, Danica Rome was elected the first openly transgender state legislator in yeah, Virginia. That was, that was really good. Women in Saudi Arabia can drive now. Yeah. And Starting Aus- next yeah. year, right? Yeah. yeah it's exciting. Yeah. And Australia legalized gay marriage. with. Hey. Oh, I got a, some great information about that today from my friends who live in Australia. Oh, they like told what? me, they just gave me all the background info about how the state legislature or the state legislatures and the governors weren't, they didn't want to pass the... Uh, they didn't want to pass gay marriage as like a law, mm-hmm. and so they went through the referendum process for the whole. So that's how it made yeah. it for the whole country. Yeah, it was like a mail-in ballot referendum, and they like, and the people like overwhelmingly like seventy-eight percent or some eighty percent voted in favor of gay marriage. But the that's government, a lot. it's a, it's like a right centrist government. So they were like, oh, we don't want to do that; it's unpopular. Uh, but then the people were like, but we want it. Yeah. give it to us now, and they demanded it, and then they got it. So. Is the Yay, Australian? Democracy. I don't like nothing about the Australian government system. Yeah, it's, I, is it similar to ours in that um, sense? Like, we I think could it's do that? a. I think it's a parliamentary system of government. They have national referendums, though, and we do referendum process state by state. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. I think about we that. We don't have national referendums. Yeah, so we can't copy that. We cannot for That's other exciting, things. Though. Yeah, shout really out cool. Australia. Shout out. So we're gonna take the bad with the good uh, this year and recap this absolutely asinine. 365 days it was just what a what a what a bad time i'm really excited though because this segment is pop culture highlights of 2017 and we have some nuggets i'm so excited so we're gonna start with we're gonna talk about just a preface this we're gonna talk about about a handful of pop culture highlights from 2017 for your enjoyment Um, but we're putting them through the iwl critical theory filter with the help of some smart people from the internet so that we sound smarter. <laughs> Grab some quotes from Perfect. the internet. Yeah. Um, Direct my... quotes always make you sound smarter. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to start? Um, so Beyonce 
Beyonce. Is that where we're starting? Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. I mean, well, I've been she, paying attention, but yeah. Well, she had twins. Much. Yeah, that's so exciting. She's be- beautiful and amazing, and then she had beautiful, amazing babies. Um, and her twins are really great and sweet. Um, I think one of my favorite things was um, all the posing and like the pictures. So a lot of mm-hmm. times there's like maternity pics, and yeah. maternity pics. Okay, I think are super weird. Particular. I mean, I know I haven't like strange. had a baby and stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm speaking from like my yes. statement of like <laughs> childlessness. Um, but I always think maternity pics are strange because like it's usually just the tummy. I'm like, yeah. where's your head at? Where's your Where's head? the rest of your body? Like, yeah. are you disconnected? And I yeah. And I, I don't mind. You know, someone has like the name, the kid's name yeah. on like blocks over their tummy. Like, yeah. oh, precious. That's cute. You know, yeah. or like the couple like touching the right. the tummy. Like the husband like, reaching shaping. around and shaping a heart. <laughs> in the sea. Yeah, that's funny. My yeah. fa- my favorite yeah. maternity pictures are the ones where the husband has like a beer gut and like stands next to his wife and it's like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. those are those funny. Are so I, so what was so amazing about Beyonce's? Um, well, she her pregnancy and um like maternity pictures and her like newborn pictures with her baby. Yeah. She posed t- with like clothing and props and stood oh, like yeah. she was like the Virgin Mary. Um, and that made racists really mad. They got really mad. They were like <laughs> religious oh, racists or just racists? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. They were like, they were like, oh, she was white. Yeah. Virgin Mary was white. Um, <laughs> you're not a virgin. <laughs> yeah, you're not white or a virgin. Um, so upsetting. No, those yeah. pictures are amazing. We'll link to They're them in the really show notes. They're really beautiful. Yeah. So I really yeah. liked the response. There's a Washington Post article, and in that article they said um, that Beyonce's reappropriation of Virgin Mary iconography offers a biting critique of this supreme exemplar of feminine whiteness yeah. and the ideology that con- constructs and perpetuates it. At a moment when white supremacy is echoed in the America First slogan of President Trump, mm. Beyonce simultaneously dislodges Boom. white from its central place Boom. in religious iconography and Trump from Slay his recent monopoly of press headlines. Yeah. It was very, She's incredible. very good. And just like, just very good. I forgot how much I yeah. love those pictures and how. Yeah, they're beautiful. How beautiful, provocative, interesting, all that stuff it's that's like, there. Almost like yeah. avant-garde, like very um, edgy for maternity pictures. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, it had a little bit of that, um, I always say his name not quite right, Kende Wiley mm-hmm. kind of feel to it, right? So mm-hmm. how he takes those religious, that religious art, and then he does yeah. something totally different. And modernizes uh, it. Yeah, and... it's beautiful. Puts black at the center of mm-hmm. it and modernizes it. And... Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, other things. Um, Taylor Swift made a comeback. Oh, no. Yeah. We have to talk about Taylor. We Just I for just, a second. I can't. Her mediocrity is really painful, but um, she had this song that wouldn't go She's away. She's a good example of white mediocrity. Me- yeah, and she, like, her Twitter's always like, I'm so blessed. Everything's so good. The world's Hashtag so great. I'm so Hashtag Everything's great. great. And I'm just Hashtag like, blonde. Hashtag bright lipstick. Yeah, too much. I do appreciate that she brought back the use of bright lipstick. Uh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, we see that from women all over yeah, wearing thank, this. Thank you for doing that. Right, lipstick. But I feel like yeah. that's about it. So what What about she, her well, album? She had a couple of songs that were, like, would not go away. Like, Look What You Made Me Do, which is the, like, song. Like, I heard this described as the song equivalent of someone hitting you with your own hand and saying, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Oh, God. That's, like, so what bad. it reminds me of. So, um, and then Bad Blood um, was, like, clearly, this is good following on Beyonce. What's a nice way to say, like, um, stylized after the work of Beyonce? Or completely ripped off from ripped lemonade. Ripped off parody. Yeah. Like, oh, you had success, so I'm going to go ahead and mimic the same <laughs> I'm gonna thing. Copy oh, I'm just yeah. going to wear this outfit that kind of looks like your outfit, right. except it's basically the same outfit. Yeah. And pretend that I'm original. Yeah. And it was so bad that Taylor's nickname online became Minute Maid. Uh, <laughs> <of> lemonade. <laughs> um, so, but she also, okay, here's the other thing that Taylor Swift did this year, and this is why I have, like, I have conflicted feelings about her. She also took the man who sexually assaulted her to court, which is really brave and, like, I'm like, cool, that's great. Yeah, um, that's right, she did that. So then I kind of have these mixed feelings about her. Like, don't steal other people's ideas, but, like, still hold abusers accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be thiefy, but, like, do 
do keep doing things that help all women. Try to do something with your power that you have. Yeah. That's worthwhile. Like do something worthwhile with Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we've talked on the show about how the idea of like instead of either or and mm-hmm. how in American politics or American society we really want like everything to be mm-hmm. cut and dry, right? Yeah. But people can be this and this. Yeah. Right? So, so she's she can both be she mediocre. can be a white lady and also <laughs> and cool for doing a thing yes. that helps like advance this like a cause yeah. of holding abusers accountable. Good job, Taylor Swift. Yeah. But make music that isn't a ripoff. Wasn't there some controversy too about like the um, was it the the ep, the oh my gosh the magazine cover that had all the women that were responding to the Me Too so the Secret Breakers. Yes, and yeah. how she was on there, but like she yeah. shouldn't have been on there because uh, she kind of filled a spot that a woman of color should have had. Yeah, something like that. I they did it. They pulled a lot of famous women in for that, and I think yeah. they pulled her because they were like, oh, she's she's a famous Everybody people knows her, and she's blonde. Yeah, and she's still pretty. <laughs> Do you want to tell me? What did, what did Kendrick Lamar do this year? Oh, my gosh. Come on, Annie. <laughs> you know what he did. Tell me, tell me, tell me um, about it. So in addition to dropping a fantastic album, um, so one of the things I was just re-listening to Humble, that song. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Yeah. And one of my favorite lines in that song is, show me something natural, like ass with some stretch marks. That's beautiful. It's a great line. If I had a highlighter, I would highlight that line. Yeah. And I'd be like, look at this yeah. line. It's fantastic. I was just imagining you with your, like, your, like. Highlighter? Um, your your <laughs> spiritual highlighter, existential highlighter. Let me highlight the good things in the universe. Yeah. Well, so he's incredible anyway but one of the things i love when artists do this is like when they play with their audience yeah and they um they manipulate us a little bit and also kind of have a little fun with us so he just dropped this month the same album except it was like collector's edition really and like all with... the songs were in the opposite order that's hilarious that's it that's so funny. that's the only difference in the song and so i was reading some different some people were like this is nonsense um other folks are like it's so profound oh it's art. there's a new story yeah. whatever and i'm like good on you because people yeah. are still buying it and, and it's still a good it. album it's still yeah. interesting songs it's still provocative i mean his song yeah. dna i was like looking back through those lyrics and just his reference and conversation around racism and yeah. um talking about police brutality and the way that he does yeah. it is just really interesting and provocative which yeah. is sad to say that it's provocative but, but it's really yeah. interesting i'm glad he's doing it i'm glad he's using his platform it kind of reminded me of um baratunde who wrote how to be black do you remember that book at all uh-uh. and so when that book first came out a couple it was like 2008 and yeah. it was called how to be black written by a black man right who worked for the onion or actually he ran the onion yeah and their online media source and basically the first version of it was like black a cover with white letters yeah and then he did another version that was a white cover with black oh. letters like reversing on people like who this book is different this Ooh. one's for white people this one's for black people Whoa. But it wasn't. It was the same book. It was the same so, book on the inside. I just love that people like got manipulated. That's great. That. That's smart. I love that. So yeah, I was pretty excited. So Lamar stuff is like Lamar, like as if Kendrick. Hey, <laughs> your guy. Um, yeah. So uh, have you been paying attention to all of the other songs that like made it in 2017? Um, okay, like the one. I mean, can work I, in high school. This one is not one that we've previously discussed, but I think it's really <laughs> important to include. Yes. And then we can talk about your faves. Um, which I want to know all about your faves. Um, this is. not I don't know if this would be a fave, but it was a really big deal. Um. um Luis Fonsi and song Despacito, which yes! was which was yes! then like remade. Yeah. So the original yes, song is all uh, in Spanish, yeah. Yeah, it's and then so like good. and then they added in uh, Justin Bieber singing yes. some some like some, nonsense, some nonsense, and some pretty like I mean Bieber stuff. But like yeah. I actually that was like the song of the summer. Like it was a big was. song the summer, and then yeah. it was also like the first a Spanish language song to hit number one since the Macarena. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was like, so that's mine. Like I, even though it's not, I love that song. I mean, not okay, lie. I do too. <laughs> 
I'm trying to pretend and like I don't, but no, I do. It's so good. And the other part about it I love is like one of the best compliments is like parody, right? Except yeah. not the Taylor right. Swift kind of parody because right. she wouldn't like acknowledge that as parody. But all the people that made versions of Despacito about different things. Yeah. Like, did you see the one that was about like scientists and like um, science? No. For lack of a better word, it was about science. I was yeah. like, ooh, every teacher could use it. So it was like That's explaining awesome. like the periodic table. And what? Stuff. <laughs> That's so it good. It was so hilarious. I love when that happens. So we were in um, Mexico this summer, and we heard that song like 18 times a day. Yeah. It was oh, constantly. Oh, nonstop. It was yeah. So and you just couldn't help it. You just yeah. like, had to sing along. Yeah. Um, that was pretty awesome. So uh, Drake also came out <laughs> with an album this year. Have you heard any of his stuff? No, I haven't. I mean, I've heard, you know, kind of. Did I mean, you hear? So there's a Passion Fruit was like one of the big ones that a lot of okay. people got into. I don't yeah. know if you heard that one. Yeah. But I was uh, cracking up about it. So like, it's very good alliteration. As an English teacher, I want to just point that out. Uh, a couple, one line in particular, passionate from miles away, passive with the things that you say, oh. passing up on my old ways. Nice. I, oh, that is good. So it's drink. um, It's alliterative and... um. Wow. No, I do know that song. That's funny because I do listen. I occasionally, occasionally, by occasionally, I mean most days, listen to Top 40 in the car. Um, yeah, I feel so, like you would be listening to some Drake in the I car. I know that song. Your inner which moodiness. is, yeah, I don't always know the songs that are known. Here's what's funny. Uh, somebody on the internet said that this song is not only about a breakup, as most of Drake's songs are, yeah. but it's also about Jesus and that this oh. song is really reflective of, like, the passion of Christ. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. And Drake, like, have similarities, and I couldn't take it seriously. That's I just so laughed funny. through the entire wow. blog post that I, I haven't heard about, about that. that. I need to go find that because that is really, really, really fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, let's see. Some other faves. So Frank Ocean. You ever listen to Frank Ocean stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of students, I feel like, reference Frank Ocean constantly. But I kind of feel like maybe this is an unpopular opinion or very white of me. But I feel like he sounds like Drake. And is it Quavo who sings on Migos? I think like, so. Yeah, yeah. So he sounds like their child. Like if you put their two voices together, their styles, I feel like that is what we have with Frank Ocean. So I just want to throw that out there. Nice. Um, how do like you feel it. about Bad and Bougie? That was also a popular song this year. Okay. What is Bad? No. I, I feel like I'm really out bad of the loop. Bad and Bougie. No, 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 my Uzi. Oh, yeah, the, the best line is <laughs> mixing up dope with my Uzi. You know so much Bad more music than I do. Mixing up dope with my Uzi. With so, your Uzi? <laughs> the first time I heard this song was last spring. I think, like, right after it came out. And I had asked my students to find a song. We were t- we did a unit on, like, um, gender and understanding, like, uh, different pieces and, like, how how we communicate uh, values around gender, right? Yeah. So they had to go find a song. I, I said, like, no limit, right? I was like, pick something, anything that stands up to you and then you're going to do an analysis on it and yeah. you break it apart. Is it perpetuating certain stereotypes? Is it like unpacking certain stereotypes and all this stuff? And so that was one of the songs that came up. That's awesome. Uh, and I was like, wait, what's that line? And the, the kid, one of my students <laughs> was like, come on, Miss T, like, don't you know this song? Mixing up dope with my Uzi. And so one of my favorite things to do as a teacher is when I hear things, I just like say it in the like most like yeah. white lady, like snooty voice. I can't, yeah. I'm like, so mixing up dope with my Uzi, yeah. that seems really complicated, yeah. right? So first of all, wouldn't my dope get in my Uzi and, like, ruin my Uzi, yeah. right? So then I couldn't shoot right, and then I'd have to go right. to a specialist to clean it out because I'm not very good at cleaning out guns anyway, yeah. right? Also, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah. you got to have the right tools. To clean dope out of an Uzi. Right, and then I'm yeah. like, what kind of pan is my dope in that I'm then using the Uzi to stir it, right? Because I think about, like, Uzis are big, right? So why would I huge. use, like, a <laughs> like little a wooden, wooden spoon? Like a wooden spoon, yeah. Right? I like or, we both thought of a wooden spoon. <laughs> 
I would use my my spoon. I would use my metal gun. I mean, to like, stir. why? Yeah, and I think Uzis are like bigger than rifles. So like, why not yeah. just use a rifle? But I mean, it doesn't sound. Yeah. It like doesn't rhyme the same right. way. Yeah. So then I started talking about how like maybe my dope's like in a crock pot. Is that like why I'm like oh, stirring it okay. with my Uzi in this giant crock pot? Maybe. So, um, I feel like I, I feel like I Macklemore had a new album this year too, and so I feel like I, I had a kid tell me that. Um, we were talking about this. I feel like the youth, are, they're always the ones who know the good music, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I i was talking to them about how... Um, well, and good, I want to put in, like, air quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the music that is... The music. The music. Um, <laughs> but j- just, like, the the fact that, um, that hip-hop, um, rap, really has to have flow. And so uh, they yeah. sometimes will sacrifice sense-making yeah. for the flow. And yes. that because that's more important in the song, and I noticed that in a couple of the Macklemore songs, I was like, "Hmm, yeah, I see how he sacrificed substance for the flow to hear." <laughs> and so I've been thinking about, I've actually flow. been reflecting on that a lot. Yeah, so I feel like this is a good time to bring up Cardi B. Oh yeah, and tell Bodak me, Yellow. Tell me about that. So you know this song at all? Okay, I don't, and so I feel like I keep on saying no, and but you're all of all these exciting things you need to tell me about. So proceed. No, it's okay. I mean, she got a lot of popularity. So I. Again, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion and like maybe I'm just too dense with my own lens that I'm bringing to this, but I kind of feel like she's a bit of a Minaj, like a Nicki Minaj ripoff a little oh, bit, right? Okay. So she has kind of that similar, like the rhythm. I don't even know how to talk about like, like rap rhythms well, or like, but it like has the same kind of tumbling effect. Like when it comes out, it's like in the same kind of rhythms, it, even though the song's different. I feel like that might be called a timbre. Oh. Is Doug, can Doug, can you verify? Uh, Musician in the background. What's that called? Timbre is sort of like the quality of the tone. Okay. So this you're talking about a rhythmic thing. Yeah, so it's it not quite be, cadence. It's not. Is it cadence? Cadence is closer. Yeah, okay. something yeah. along those lines. So she has a very similar. Thanks, Doug. Feel. Sure. A je ne sais quoi. A <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> That's what it. it is. Yeah, it's totally that. <laughs> so she just did an interview actually this week. So uh, she did an interview with Jimmy Fallon, and he was oh, asking yeah. her like where she came up with her name, and yeah. so she started to like explain that essentially she used to go. So her sister's name is Hennessy, so she used yeah. to be called Bacardi. As like a oh. like as part of her name, yeah. and, but then she had on Instagram, and, and and basically her her profile kept getting shut down, and she thought oh. it was probably because Bacardi like, like copyright infringement. Yeah, <laughs> they were like mad about it, and so then she like switched it up to have like Cardi B. Oh, that's funny. And Jimmy Fallon couldn't stop laughing like during yeah. her explanation. Yeah, which I don't know if that's disrespectful I'm or not just sure. disrespectful. <laughs> I feel like that's really creative. She got around. <laughs> yeah, that's that really creative. Copyright <laughs> infringement. Well, and like it's so perfect that we're recording today because this morning, Friday the twenty second, uh-huh. she just dropped her new single. What? Hey, and it's called Bartier Cardi. Bartier Cardi. Bartier Cardi. Bartier Bartier. I don't know. Which goes back with Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. And I'm really bad at French. Like I speak Beauty and the Beast French, which is like bonjour. There goes bonjour. 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 Did I tell you that I started learning of Dutch on Duolingo? No. <laughs> Do you know why I picked Dutch? This is a really good story. Why? It's a because short it's so story, close but it's English. Good. Because it's basically English. I was like, I need a language to learn. I Spanish was really hard for me. What could I try? Can I roll your R's? Dutch. <laughs> no. Nope. That's so funny. Dutch is so easy. Well, I guess I shouldn't say so easy, but. It's really easy compared to Spanish. Because, yeah. oh, I mean, do you know what the word for water is in Dutch? No. Water. <laughs> So <laughs> it sounds fake. I don't mean to be offensive. <laughs> no, but it does. I'm actually having a lot of success with it. So you might be able to learn German then because uh-huh. when we were in Germany, I think it was last summer, and uh, 
Nate took German when yeah. he was a kid. He remembered all these words from middle school that like oh, had yeah. stuck. And I was like, that's got to be fake. But we're we're walking around Germany <laughs> and he's like talking to people. And I'm like, what are you? They understand right? you. And even the lady, you know, one of the kiosks was like, wunderbar. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's a real word? Like, it doesn't seem real at all. It sounds completely <sighs> fake. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want to like wrapping up the music thing. I don't want to talk about Miley. No, and I don't want to talk about Coldplay, although no, they you. also like had some things had that came some out. Had some things that happened. Um, yeah. Actually, so DJ yeah. Khalid, and I actually never know how to pronounce his name. A bunch of my students love his work. Khaled. Khaled. Khaled, maybe? I think so. I yeah. always say it wrong, and they always make fun of me. Yeah, that's perfect, actually. And Khaled. I, this is one of the points, DJ though, Khaled. right? Like, I think you just own I think, yeah. how ignorant you are, yeah. but also, like, open to new things. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. like with the students or, like, with people in general. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Enlighten me. Yeah. Help me out. And then they get educate you about things, yeah. and that is empowering to them. So there's a song called I'm the One, which oh, yeah. <laughs> I sent you in a text, right? Yeah. Okay, so the beat's, like, really good, and I yeah. think it's interesting, like, the idea of collaboration from different artists. So yeah. he's in there. Bieber is in, uh-huh. in there. Quavo from Migos is in there. I I'm keep the saying one. his name wrong. Chance, the mm-hmm. rapper. Yeah, like, that song I love is that so guy, neat. Right? Yep. But then Lil Wayne is yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. No. Did you not know about that? No, I can't stand Lil Wayne. I just, oh, no. He annoys me so much. And so, okay, so I was like, <laughs> again, the English teacher and me, I'm like looking at the lyrics. I, I like beats and I always tell students, yeah. I'm like, I have a hard time with certain songs. Because like, I love the beats yeah. and the music and like makes you want to dance or like shake your head or whatever. Yeah. But then... When I look at the lyrics, like I have a dissonance and oh, I get yeah. so annoyed. So the song's all about how like, mm-hmm. hey girl, like I'm the one for you. You need someone to open the door. I'm the one. All yeah. this stuff, right? But then each of them has like a verse that, that is like reflective of like their style or yeah. something, right? Yeah. And uh, Lil Wayne calls women bitches like multiple yeah. times in his verse. And does, and he say like, some, does he use a crude word for like genitalia yes. and he's like, <laughs> make your... Yeah, I don't even. I can't. I don't think I can repeat it on the podcast, bro. Why are you in here? And the song that was like already ruined by Bieber, but not quite ruined. But like, okay, you just pushed it right over the edge. You just. Yeah, and then the other thing, like the music videos, always trip me up on on songs. So I'm like, oh, I really like this. Song. Oh, the music video for that one's nuts. It's, I mean, there's all these gorgeous women, but yeah. they're all not wearing barely any clothes. Yeah, and they're just like shaking their butts and, yeah. and boobs everywhere. And like, I get that, but I'm like, how are you having a song about like I'm the one and I'm gonna yeah. like take care of you and treat you right and you have these high standards. Yeah. I'm here for you, but also like right. I am objectifying. And then it's <laughs> the a co- like a few this. dudes who like um, by comparison are pretty average looking. Yeah. Like, dancing around and oh like, my gosh I mean, we say Bieber you are definitely not the one no, you're not Lil the, Wayne I'm sorry you're not you the one either sure not the one stop with that you're none of chance your, maybe maybe the one yeah maybe DJ I mean he's just, maybe he's, he's right yeah he's, right. he's pretty squishy <laughs> like he's sweet like he looks seems like he'd be a nice guy in real life see <laughs> a nice guy that's so Annie <laughs> he's a nice guy in real life yeah so uh, what else from 2017 highlights pop culture highlights um, Jordan Peele wrote directed and produced Get Out mm. which was a huge box office success did you watch it? Um, I have to admit that I did not. Annie. And can I tell you why? Why? Because my wife cannot see movies in the movie theater without getting like motion sick. And so what? I didn't. She gets like motion sick from seeing movies in the That's movie so theater. So interesting. I know. And it's really sad because we like <laughs> we enjoy movies, but it's not a, it's not usually a possibility. I am planning to see it and I do know the plot um, and I know a lot of the associated memes and whatnot. So um, I'm, I'm familiar with the story, but... Yeah, yeah, it was a big great. deal. It was a big deal. It's great. A bunch of students... and it's not. It's nothing against Jordan Peele. Like I no. didn't see. I saw one movie this year. I saw it. So it came which out. Was good, by the it, way. Not it came out, but uh, Get Out. Get Out came, came out. out in the middle of. I always like reference things with school, but like in the middle of our satire unit, and so students came back like the weekend it was released, and they were like, 
oh my gosh, mistake. Oh, so I think that this is satire because every time like I oh, we, we, we talk yeah. about a definition and different components of satire. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so now like go back and decide if something is or not. Evaluate it. Does it right. live up to this expectation yeah. or not? And like whatever, as long as you can reason your way through it. Well, and how often is satire also horror? Right. And so the kids right. were like, oh my God. Ah! Yeah. And I heard all these things about it. And then uh, we ended up watching it. Dean and I ended up watching it uh, in a bougie theater up in Seattle somewhere. Like reclining seats or yeah, something. Yeah, totally reclining. Like and no like kids you allowed. Could, you could have like white wine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there was, it was like one of those theaters. Yeah. And so we're in there and there's like four people of color and all of them look incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, Fair, right? Yeah. And all these white people are like, we're woke white people going to this movie, right? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. And look how woke we are. <laughs> so rough. Nate like says, half joking, I don't know, about like how it almost ruined our marriage because he was just like freaking out in the corner and I was like, yeah, this is pretty spot on. White women are terrible and terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Who was the, who the actress you know? that played the, oh, gosh, the girlfriend? She just did an interview where they asked her like... Brown hair like, girl. Yeah, where she like, she's talking about how like... um. Oh, that she is, um, oh, that people tried to make excuses for her being, like, a victim as well in the story. Oh, what? Like, yeah. No and that was, like, a whole thing, the whole narrative, like, sub-narrative that people had been, like, oh, well, she was part of the, like, she got sucked into this, like, problem. But then she gave an interview, I think it might have been with, like, with a late-night talk yeah. show host, and she was, like, no, you don't understand. She's evil. She's bad. Well, that's, and it's okay for her to be bad. She doesn't. Yes. It is a victim narrative for like white women. You don't need yes. it here. She's actually just bad. Like yes. that's fine. Like yes. she can just be a bad person. She can just be a bad good for her character. Like yeah. she, so that was really cool. Well, and that's the thing about that movie, right? Like she's yeah. all you know. Again, that idea of like she's woke and she's conscious and so, and socially you know aware. Yeah. And then she acts the way she acts. She's secretly planning this horrible thing yeah. to manipulate other people. Yeah. And then her parents. I mean, just that line where like, well, I voted for Obama, right? right? <laughs> and just all that fakeness that happens. And I think. You know, for whatever the movie is itself, like it really brings out that point. Like we, especially if you identify as like being on the left, being progressive, you need to think about what it is that you're doing and how you're like living your life with these values. Like don't just recycle. Right. right. Care about black and brown people and yeah. what's happening with them. Care about the poor. Right. White, black or brown, whatever. Right. Do these things. In and, addition to recycling. Yes. In addition to recycling. <laughs> you don't have to stop recycling, but you need to care about you those things. You can do more than know? one thing. Right. Like <laughs> care about feeding the dog and like, you know, in the arms of an angel, like donating. Sure. But, yeah. But also oh, I hate like, that commercial. <laughs> care about Sarah people. Sarah McLaughlin. You start crying every time you watch it. I yeah, know you do. So I know. I, I, yeah. I just want to throw sad things at that. Dog. But yeah. I know some and I'm very I know I know that I like people think I'm really cruel and. Uh, and don't care about animals enough, but I, I just think people, people think that people matter about you? more. Yeah, who said who said that? No, I don't, no, no don't, don't just people. Just people think that I'm like insensitive to animals. I had a bunch of animals really? growing up. I just, I just don't really care for animals. Yeah, I don't think that I mean I don't care for them. I would never like, describe save you as the whales insensitive like, yes. to animals. Like save you don't the like hippos. You don't like kick dogs and stuff. No, like, I don't do that. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, um, other things you want to talk? <laughs> you want to talk um, about 2017 highlights? Well, your I, boy DTE. Is oh, on he, the he, yeah. Um, Donald Trump did claim. Are you um, offended by me calling him your boy? Oh uh, yes. Because um, I get offended when people <laughs> say that to me. Yeah. Subtweet. Um, you know who you are. Yeah. He, uh, I guess, so, Times Person of the Year. <laughs> what were the um, the Silence Breakers? Oh, I think I said Secret Breakers earlier. It's Silence Breakers. The silence breakers were all the people who like yes. came forward secret and like and silence. silent secret breakers. Um, both like both, be both things. Down. Like yeah, cause a lot of it was like shrouded in mystery and secretive, mm-hmm. right? But to like anyway, so the silence breakers were all the people who came forward to confront their abusers, right? In 2017, they were named Times Person of the Year, but Donald Trump got his like got his toupee in a knot because he um, 
he was upset about probably not being on the cover again. And so um, he <laughs> tweeted this totally obnoxious thing. He said, Time Magazine called to say that I was probably going to be named man, probably in parentheses, person of the year, like, like last year. But I would have to agree to an interview and a major photo shoot. I said probably is no good and took a pass. Thanks anyway. And I guess he was a runner up, but like. Like he, w- I mean, there's just so many levels come of on. nonsense. No, nonsense, narcissism. Like, come on. Even if they called you and were like, "Hey, runners up," right? But they didn't because that's not what time. That's not how time does person of the year. So like, it's it's a very like. <laughs> I just calling to let you know that you're the runner up. So just yeah. be prepared, and you can For add this to your resume. Major photo shoot, <laughs> a major photo shoot, as opposed to a minor photo shoot. I feel like it's one of those things. Sometimes I feel like um, with dear sir. Um, <laughs> the, the current occupant of 1600 him. Pennsylvania yeah Avenue. 45 yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes it's like I know people have compared them like to chi- a child like childish behavior or whatever mm-hmm. but I feel like sometimes these kinds of tweets are like um, <laughs> the breakup tweet where you're like oh, yeah. uh, it's not you it's me or like yeah. where you cut him off at the past you're like oh they're gonna break up with me so I'm just gonna I'm break just gonna up break with them first, first. <laughs> right? That's what it is. Like, oh they're probably gonna have me but just now oh I have an idea be. how about he breaks up with America before we break up with him <laughs> that would be really efficient for and, everyone I think that's part of the problem, though, right? Like, every time I see another left article that's like, oh, you know, it's really close. He has no popularity. I'm like, do you know how many people still fully support his work and how many people believe in the work that he's doing and people that want to give him the benefit of doubt? They're like, it's just not enough time. And, of course, to me, it always goes back to the did you give any other previous president that kind of time? Not really. Did you give Obama that time? Definitely not. Did you go Clinton's? And then it gets all weird and party line-ish. Um, yeah. but I just keep thinking about that, right? Yeah. Excuses. Even yeah. people that didn't like him, even people right. that didn't vote for him are now like, t- he's all right. Yeah, I can still think of what? plenty of people are like, well, you know, let's just give him, or like, or like, chance. like waffly, like Paul Ryan. Take a chance. What a, what a waffle. What a waffle. Yeah, Tell me more. Why he's waffling. Can... Like, oh. just like in the past, he said, I don't support Donald Trump's um, decisions. And then he's like, now I do. Every he's day just a I'm waffling. Every waffle. day. Every day. Yeah. Um, so today, the, the reason why DT was important to mention oh. is that he has been accused of sexual assault by oh, 21 God. different women, including his ex-wife. Oh, 21 so, now? I heard yeah. 12. It's 21. And Gross. so um, the award is uh, like he's so clearly and awkwardly coveted was given to women who uh, and some men. It was uh, mostly women, but a handful of men as well who were featured in time as person of the year instead of Donald Trump, the accused Dang. abuser. So yeah. I was like, good. That's great. Um Jeez. Uh, we have other pop culture yeah. things. Should we, should we run here or do you... blaze through them real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, well, um, Ginger Duggar wore pants. Who is that? Do you know who about 19 Kids and Counting? Oh, God. Yeah. We can talk. This is a fast one. Okay, go faster than that. Um, they're, um, Ginger's one of the older kids of the 19 kids who here adhere to a strict dress code for their patriarchal cultish religion. What I should have said was, who cares? Hey! <laughs> Just like the kids say. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, she decided she didn't want to wear skirts anymore and put on some pants like some kind of trailblazing wild woman. So that was... Uh, That's weird. I mean, I was happy, though, because I was like, yeah, it's another step forward for for women who are told they can't wear pants. Mm-hmm. This you're, is 2017. So. Old, wear old, pants. <laughs> wear pants in 2017. Yeah. Uh, do you hear all the hullabaloo <laughs> around Prince Harry and, like, getting with oh, the divorce yeah. lady? Yeah. Come on, people. Get um, over it. Yeah, like, get over it. Also, like... Y'all are um, divorced, too. You're, so like, also, like, no one's upset that she is non, non-royal. Um, also, like, I haven't heard anyone mention, like, except to, like... Um, ex- I've heard only negative things about her being a woman of color. She's biracial. 
Like I'm like, can no, you, I didn't can even you know like mention like maybe some like things about her that are positive, which is that she's not in some like really weird royal family in another country. That like she's actually like a kind of normal person. Do you think um, that's? Well, I mean, normal normal for a like... normal for a former celebrity who's now like a humanitarian, yeah. but whatever. Do you think the hate around it is pretty standard for like it wouldn't matter who she was and they're just trying to yeah. stuff up? Do you think it's partly because yeah. she's a woman of color? Or do you think it's because of where I she's think it's from? Like, I think it's like jealous like um, princess wannabes mm. yeah, who are like, oh, why couldn't it have been me? But it's like, okay, well, she's really, really, really. It was never going to be you. It was never going to be you. <laughs> and she's really pretty and really smart and yeah. a celebrity and like a humanitarian. And so she was yeah. going to get picked. So it was never you were never in line. Anglophiles. Too much. Okay. Um, Oscars? The Oscar committee mixed up envelopes and accidentally gave Best Picture to La La Land before realizing their mistake and that the award actually belonged to Moonlight. Hmm. I'm glad they fixed Finally that. Finally fixed that. Yeah, so good. Uh, one final thing I think we should definitely mention is 2017 was a good year for memes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There actually were a number of memes that I was like, is that really a meme? Because like in my circle, which is the funny thing about memes, right? They like yeah. come and go quickly in different circles. Yeah. Um, and they reflect those cultural moments, right? So like I think about Tiny Trump. Right uh-huh. or oh, like yeah. Tiny Hands Trump was really yeah. funny. There was a um, recent picture of him. It was like an actual like photo shoot for like the ta- signing the tax bill, and he had it gave a thumbs up. And the way the angle his oh, thumb no. is at, it's like bent backwards, and it looks really really <laughs> stubby. And people commented like, "Oh God, his thumb is so small." Uh, this is the first time I think that we've actually like captured Michelle Obama with a side eye, and so then oh, that yeah. became a meme, which uh, is pretty yep. great. That, I have yeah. a pair of earrings that are Michelle giving side That's eye. That's awesome from Etsy. Thank you very much. So good. Um, the distracted boyfriend meme. Did you see that one? Oh, it was all over the place. Yeah, that one was that on. Was there so are a bunch good. of um, really. Funny history memes that are on um, yes. that are on yes. Twitter, and I they use that one a lot for like. Yeah, so, so funny. I've seen the like dancing hot dog yeah. a bunch of times, but I didn't realize that was a Snapchat meme yeah, because I'm an have, old lady and I'm really Snapchat. bad. I have it, yeah. but I'm ter- terrible. I didn't. I never yeah. updated. So, I didn't like, I never know, know about the, the dancing hot dog <laughs> until somebody was like, "Oh, dancing hot dog Snapchat." Oh, okay. I knew yeah. about the dancing hot dog, but not. And then all the people that made like weird things from him. Um, what about white guy blinking? I've seen yeah. that. All, like that's so good on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a use for white guy blinking. Yeah. Like the confused white guy blinking. Yeah. It's a slow yeah. blink where he's just like he's like I don't get it. Cool. And also like judgy at the yeah. same time in his face. Yeah. Uh, and then also, did you see the nothing but respect from my president? No. So there was like a little white girl who basically was leaning over the star of Trump, and there was like some trash on it in yeah. in Hollywood. Is it right where they have the stars? Yeah. And she cleaned up. She cleaned it. Right. Yeah. Good job. And then she posted over it, and she's like nothing but respect from my president and then yeah. everyone was like oh and so then they started basically parroting that like mimicking it oh. so people are like over another star like Nicki Minaj or whoever right and they're just like <laughs> over and they're like nothing but respect and they're just like replacing it oh that's funny really, no I didn't see really that one funny. I need to get on the yeah. internet go so, find us uh, that kind of I, I mean we haven't hit everything but no. I think that like wraps some, up some 2017 stuff a yeah. few highlights yeah. so if we miss one of your faves uh, highlights Santo, lowlights sorry about that yeah uh Let's take a break and okay. get a word from our sponsors. Awesome. So, Annie, I want to talk about Alaska Airlines' great customer service. Okay. That sounds great. I always feel really take, taken care of when I fly Alaska. Oh, that sounded really weird without the hashtag. It does sound weird without the hashtag. And also, um, I'm especially taken care of. Well, I feel especially taken care of because of a recent story that happened. Oh, okay. So something that happened stories. to me. Okay, let me tell you a quick story. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, uh, Nate and I went to the MLS championship up in Toronto 
by way of Detroit. Okay. And so we flew Alaska Airlines to Detroit first and then got a rental car and then fun. drove up. It was super fun. Um, the weather was crazy all over and there yeah. were all kinds of insane delays, especially getting out I of heard Seattle. About that. So we were almost going to miss our connecting flight. Uh, and Alaska. Like home was, alone, like run for the gate? Yeah, it was like okay. we were like running. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and Alaska, the. Um, the attendants, right? The, the workers there were like, "Hey, let's like let's fix this for you, so you don't miss your flight." So we basically nice. got an earlier flight, and that was awesome. So we got to Detroit, and we didn't miss our connecting. It was fantastic. Good. But because of that, our bags got left behind. Oh no! Right. Uh, so from the whole through the whole process, the Alaska employees were incredibly apologetic. Um, they were incredibly kind, like just talking us through, you know, like it's going to be fine, all that good stuff. Nice. Particularly, I want to give a little shout out. Shout out to uh, the Detroit employees because one particular Alaska employee came in on her day off what? to like make sure that we got our bags because they showed up later and make sure that we got connected with our bags. And again, like her, apologizing. It wasn't her, even her own her, her fault, right? She came in on her day off. It what? was not even her own fault. And she was amazing. So again, special shout out shout to out. the DW, DTW Alaska Airline employees. Shout also, out. shout out to shout the employees out. who monitor Twitter. Super responsive. We needed help. Shout out. More shout outs. Shout outs to all the busy gate agents who were super helpful getting us on those other flights. Shout out. And shout out to everyone at Alaska who helped us get to Detroit and to get home with our bags. Shout out. That kind of customer service you cannot beat anywhere. That's such a great heartwarming story. Right. They stepped up. This is one of those many reasons that hashtag I fly Alaska. Yep. Totally sounds better with hashtag. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. We fly fly Alaska. Alaska. To book your next trip, visit alaskaair.com. So... I feel um, like we did the pop recap. Do you think we should recap from some earlier episodes? Like, what's happened to people since we yeah. since we reported on them on this the is podcast? Our new segment <laughs> called "Where, Where Are, Are They, they now? now?" Interchangeable. Right, ladies. So first, I would like to hearken back to one of our earlier episodes where we spoke passionately about women of the alt right. Yeah, Annie. Yes. Where are they now? Do you well, know? Well, um, I know <coughs> that Lana Lochteff, yeah, who was a, who was a, we, she was prominently featured in our our uh, hard hitting reporting um, in that episode. Um, she, I, she I, I, I did some looking around. It seems like she's kind of still doing her thing. Yeah, she's still like a like a e list celebrity, um, like just kind of like talking a lot on the internet. But she did. Um, Recently, she came out in support of Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my Lord. Because she said Rose McGowan's a terrible person for turning her rage at Weinstein into rage against all men. Like, she's, like, McGowan's, like, mad at some kind of system (laughs) of oppression against non-men. What's that called? Ah, it's on the tip of my brain. Oh, yeah. No. No, the exceedingly toxic and perversely pervasive patriarchy. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, got it. Tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. So I think it's interesting that in the, this whole f- fall, there have been a number of reports and articles and pieces written about women of the alt-right. Yeah. So part of me is like, like, don't get my attention. It's like exploded <laughs> all over the place. Right. In the same way, like, what was that there? Like that GQ, you know, feature yeah. on Richard Spencer. I'm like, right. stop with that nonsense, right? But what? then you're like, but then you're kind of just sitting there eating popcorn being like, okay, tell yes. me more. I want to know And in more. particular, I do think there's something interesting about the women's side of it. So um, in the reading, apparently the numbers, it's about 20% of the alt-right are women 
or identify as women. Sure. And I'm going to say, yeah, <laughs> identify as women yeah. um, in this case. And so, one, I feel like that number is incredibly high. Yeah. Um, also, 100%. I think there's something interesting to be to think about if if we look at the number for voting for Donald Trump or even in the case uh, in Alabama with Roe Moore and all the white women that came out yeah. and voted, right? Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder not that how much of that 20 percent of the all-right women were part of that 50-some percent that voted yeah, in those cases, right? Yeah, 63 percent, yeah. Yeah, those numbers. Uh, that's kind of problematic. Like what's the uh, overlap? Right, exactly. So there's um, a number of pieces that have been written, and we'll, and we'll link to them in the show notes because totally. I just went down this like binging, right? So there's this one piece that came out in November um, from Aharetz, um, Ladies' Night, Meet the Women of the Alt-Right. Ladies' Night? Yeah, I was like, what is Why do they make it sound fun? This isn't fun. This isn't cocktail night. hour. Oh, what a night. Yeah, I'm just like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is not, no. This yep. is, don't make this fun. This isn't fun. Yeah. So um, basically, Brittany Pettibone is one of the British alt-right women, and so another gal who's like been hitting the internet really hard so she's like the british the british like nationalist yeah white supremacist british version yes exactly oh my australian so friends she... told me today that they also have that in australia which i was that show no white supremacists oh, right. oh white supremacists. <laughs> I was like, no surprise <laughs> Interesting. Not... were you surprised I'm, no i wasn't but i like i think of like like you know you picture um like australia and you're like oh what a beautiful paradise and lots of people are really nice there and tan and Hashtag tall colonialism and pretty and then you're like colonialism. oh it's because of colonialism and then also um just because um you live in paradise doesn't mean you're not racist right right so basically pettibone also works with another girl named tara mccarthy so they're both like british vloggers they have a podcast together and then they have another podcast uh so tara has this podcast called reality calls okay listen to this tag according to wikipedia it's (laughs) <laughs> the tagline for the podcast is <laughs> help make ethno-nationalist views more socially acceptable. No, Sorry, don't do that. Sorry, I couldn't restrain myself there. <laughs> I, not, I'm not surprised, wow. but I'm just like, what the beepity yeah. beep, right? I like how that's also sort of a passive way to say like um to say that too like make it more acceptable yeah that's very passive so particularly like in the last couple weeks in like december the end of november yeah uh, tara like our best friends um not at all <laughs> on uh, opposite day <laughs> basically <laughs> there's like this new rush of complaints coming from her from twitter and from like her oh. online platforms Why? complaining about the sexism in misogyny in the all right movement you're kidding <laughs> that sounds uh, very unlikely I keep laughing because i'm just like what are you talking about this is like the essence of the work it's built in to subvert you women like this is did we not clear this up when we did the podcast the first time yeah she didn't listen to our podcast she should have so here's my question though are you gonna listen to hers i don't Uh, know i don't know i feel like i should but then i don't want her to get the traffic yes no traffic, right? And then you also like, you know how people hate watch? Yeah. But like, I want to hate watch and then climb through there and stab them. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say that on radio. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, there's a really great quote from one of her pieces where, or from Twitter, basically, where she yeah. said, men in the alt-right are going to have to decide whether they will continue to passively or actively endorse this kind of behavior or speak out against it. If you want more women speaking publicly about ethno-nationalism, I suggest you choose the latter. Ooh. Oh. She used the word latter. She did. <laughs> Smart. So in my binge to find out, like, where are they now, I also yeah. discovered a new person that I did not know was part of this whole alt-right uh, nationalist white supremacist KKK, the OG. Okay. Mary Elizabeth Tyler. Oh, yeah. She was one of the, the OG. KKK lady. Yes. She started the branch of the female version of the branch of the KKK. Yeah. Is it just the w- I didn't even know this was a thing. Is it just a WKKK? <laughs> 
they'd say that. Is, no. Ah, uh, that's funny, but not funny. So she freaking started this thing, oh my God. and there's like a whole bunch of spinoffs, like Daughters of the Confederacy, like are like some of her sure. you know, like legacy yeah. people, right? Um, I, you know what? After we talked about her, I looked her up, and there's um, I guess I don't know where it is, but there's some house that's like a museum about her life. I don't know where it is, but what in the world, yeah, no, it's a thing though. Yeah, and so basically, like the women's KKK branch got started what like 1923, and within yeah. two years, they had over 500,000 members. That's crazy. Doug's gonna be so mad. How how many people? She's, how many yeah. people live in Tacoma? Is it more like, than five hundred thousand people? Uh, it's like three something, Doug. Uh, you know? Two hundred, little over two hundred thousand in city for fifteen or so metro. <sighs> That's more people than live, live in, in Tacoma. The Tacoma are metro area, white nationalism. Whoa, I mean, like that's ah, a lot of people. Like. And I, I'm going to assume, I guess, that it's women, right, in this case. Like, maybe I guess you, I didn't look into, like, yeah. if you could be a member and, like, not were, be female identified. Yeah, WKKK. What the crap. What the crap, indeed. I was super upset about that um, reading. That. Again, I shouldn't, I'm not surprised, but I'm just like, wait, how come we yeah. don't talk about these ladies? And I think that's why I kind of like that there's some reporting about it. Sure. And that there's, like, hey, look at this side of things. Look at these so people. So it's visible. Like, so it's visible. Yeah, and I, and that's important. I, I mean, I guess the hope, not invisibility hope is, is that, Not invisibility is important for uh, white supremacists, <laughs> but, like, seeing it and understanding what it is is important right and then it makes me wonder about like i always think about things like how do you fight then that white supremacy and that ideology and you can't right? see it or you don't know where to find it or you yes. don't know what it looks like or so in the case yeah. of these women like how do we if someone's like on the fence about their mm-hmm. whites i don't even know that sounds weird on the fence about white supremacy but if they're on the fence like in terms of conservative again that's even like the wrong word these some values that they have like mm-hmm. how do we as women i think part of our responsibility is to combat yeah. this narrative right and so that's part of like our purpose of the show and yeah. our conversations we have right. but is there a way and i think about like teaching rhetoric like is there a way to get into some of that ideology and go look here's part of the problem with it like to me that's part of an yeah. in i mean i guess it's not it's not fighting like the racism yeah. part which is crucial to it right. to the ideology but the gender stuff is is maybe an easier in than talking about race like if you're maybe talking, yeah i don't possibly, know i don't right. know because if we talk to women about like wouldn't you like to be financially independent or wouldn't you like to like um not to have to, to submit like would you like to be able to have a job would you like to be able to do uh-huh. these things right like um and not have that but not presenting it in a way that's like let me <laughs> lead you down this straying down this evil path like instead of being instead of saying like you still have your conservative values but also yes. be empowered as a as a person and be, yep. vote and like participate in civic life and like not defer to your husband yeah speaking of voting uh did you know richard spencer doesn't believe women should vote oh my god that does not surprise me at all i also heard roy moore actually doesn't think that women should participate in like politics and there was a woman in the alabama state legislature who was like <laughs> f that guy like get him out of here he's so gross so where is Roy Moore now where Roy, is he now since Roy the Moore last time now, we spoke um, well, on election day he rode to the ballot box on a horse lost um, and then he lost pretty I mean handily like 1.5% he, 1. 1. he took the L he has not yet conceded um, it is December 22nd he that hasn't conceded election happened on December 12th so it's been like 12 10 days yeah he, need, he needs to do that he needs to concede um, but he hasn't yet I mean the power of believing yeah. that you're right I guess Okay. A good the thing for is, the rest of he us. is so true. Just tr- believe in yourself. Yeah. But he really like he is he lost enough that he's not within the margin of error for an automatic recount. Like Roy Moore, 
you lost. Yes. Let it go. But you know what? There was all you those lost. fake. Um, there was all those like fake voters, right? There was so many like busloads of black people that got right. bussed over there from and, like, Mississippi. Yeah, totally. Yes, I mean, like, it's there's super some really funny stuff on Twitter about like people being like brought in illegally to vote. That. I'm so like, good. oh my gosh, so Louis C.K. Where's he at now? Where is Louis C.K.? He lost some contract with Disney for like voiceover. He got completely <laughs> scrubbed from the reruns of Gravity Falls. Like they voiced over uh, his voiceovers. Yeah, like they just they, he he like. He doesn't exist now on that show. He's gone. Yeah, interesting fallout, right? Uh, Lena Dunham, yeah. she apologized. She did, like for... two days after we talked about Yeah, yeah, talk uh, about, about um, like being basic. Yep. And then she, but she continues to like kind of do basic things and she's still kind of stumbling, but she mm-hmm. did apologize. Yep. So one first step towards recovery there, Lena. Yeah, good start. Um, did you, okay, so I was looking back up kind of like, you know, we've talked about some of the articles that, um, have been keeping track of all the like yeah. uh, sexual accusations and like the fallouts and stuff. Right. So I was looking back at the New York Times ones we linked to last time, and there were I counted twenty five new new reports. Ones? Wow. Yeah. And that's not even counting some of the ones where they're like still in that weird phase of like is it real or not? Right. Um, so like Tavis Smiley, which I hadn't heard. That's um, you know so the, all the people at NPR. I was really like yes Garrison Keillor. Uh, Garrison Keillor. Yeah. yeah. And you I know hate Garrison. Anyway, but I, yeah. I, well, I, Great harm um, to. <laughs> <laughs> and snoring. No. I actually really liked. I actually really like Prairie Home Companion, but Garrison Keillor. He's kind of that voice of a of the sort of a voice of a generation in terms of like mm-hmm. um like nineties early two thousands like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that like to me it feels like a loss. But then it's also like, but you did things that were horrible. Like yeah. Yeah. so you know it's I can't reconcile that. I'm very mad at him. Um, what do you think about um, Morgan Spurlock outing himself? Um, I thought Morgan Spurlock is a very like provocative person. Yeah. And so the fact that he like did that, I was kind of like, okay, you, you, yeah. you did, you did the thing. Like I, maybe it was just so people would pay attention to you again. And maybe it was because you really genuinely feel bad. Yeah. Um, wasn't his apology kind of like a pseudo apology though? Wasn't it kind well, of like a, I did some bad stuff, but I, I, you know, the circumstances were, I guess you could say that, but I think it's interesting that he put out it himself right before anything right. else. Um, no one he said seemed any, apologetic, yeah. right? So I guess you can question that. But I, I think that's something too that I've been thinking about a lot, and in the conversations I've had with people around, yeah. um, you know, who to who to listen to or who not to. And when I, especially when I hear back from women who yeah. are like, "Well, I think you know, just too many women take advantage of this and are like falsely accusing." Um, that's insane. But also, like in, yeah. in regards that, I I think like. There's something to be said about remorse and, yeah. and apologies, right? So in many of these cases, we've had the men say, yeah, like, I, I did this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or, like, I didn't mean – I don't know that – I'm not saying that I did this, but I'm also sorry that I made yeah. you feel this way. Like, almost 99% of those have been called out and yeah. then said something, but he didn't. He stepped forward yes. and was like, I did this. So, you know, you know I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. trying to get more attention. But I, I don't mean, I that, in a, I don't mean that in, like, a gross uh, way, yeah. but because he is really provocative in terms of, yeah. like, how he does – like, his, even his, like, documentary film style, like, he's very, like, gets people to, like, yeah. look at him. He's like, look at what I'm doing. It's but really he, part of his fallout, though, is that he stepped away from his his uh, like status as producer because of it. Oh, really? So I think I mean that's a little more sacrificial yeah. than yeah. I don't know unless he that had is... another plan. I don't yeah, know. that's better. Um, so bitcoins. Oh, where bit- are they now? Bitcoin crashed. Like, wasn't it like 25 percent or something? We've also never talked about bitcoin. We've never talked about bitcoin. But <laughs> I just thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> it has to been in the news. Bitcoins. Bitcoin has been in the news. Uh, if you don't know anything bitcoin about bitcoin, mania. it's a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, that probably means nothing to many people, but it's a currency. It's a worldwide. It's 
currency right now. that you can buy using currencies of other countries. And every nerd I know wishes that the they bought into bitcoins earlier on. Yeah. But it's not really a currency. It's just no. like it just exists in this space because it can't really be a currency because it's, it's not, not a like physical produced. currency. It's like, but it's also not produced, right? Yeah. Like continually like a limited finite amount yeah. of and bitcoins. It, and it makes me think that the internet is like too big for us. Like like it's too like it's got a, it's taking it's spooky like it's just like some sci fi stuff. Uh, I also want to do a little where are they now with Blue Apron and oh, I want to yeah. say since our last episode two weeks ago we have in our household have subscribed to Blue Apes. So That's like awesome. Did you thanks Amy um, Robinson for was that it, was, it, was it worth it? It's been good so far. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like yeah. it's um, definitely no leftovers. So like cool. you can't like plan for like yeah. the next day with it. Like, but it's lunch. really nice. Like yeah. it's replaced some eating out for us at home, and it's That's good. like super fun to cook together or yeah. like, with yourselves yeah. or whatever you know. So I should also clarify: Blue Apron is not a sponsor. Hope just likes it. This isn't yeah. Pod Save America where they, have they actually have love Blue it. Apron as a sponsor. <laughs> Although Blue Apron, if you'd like to be a sponsor, <laughs> just kidding. Tweet at us. Well, <laughs> tweet at us. <laughs> uh, and also, if you're going to sign up for Blue Apron, uh, please make sure you use me as a reference. I'm just going to throw that out there. You guys will get a discount, no shame. right? Yep. Yeah. And or Corey Evans, who was the first person who Perfect. took me over the edge Perfect. from our last interview. So I think it's about time. For timeless or terrible. Yeah, let's do a quickie. Okay. Interchangeable. White ladies. Mm, I'm going to reach into the jar. Okay. Timeless or terrible, forcing your pet to wear cute or weird outfits. I can't decide because I don't. Because <laughs> you don't own pets and also. Because I don't own pets. <laughs> I think it's kind of terrible, but I also think it's kind of timeless because yeah. people have been doing it for ages. Yeah. Put a scarf on your dog. Uh, wrap your cat in a little crocheted sweater yeah. that you made. I actually think like it, the comedy of it is so ancient and important of like making animals look like people that I feel like it's sacred. Like I think it's. I think it's timeless, but I I do I will say though that um, when the I, Halloween costumes, yeah, adorable, so cute. You're pugging a Santa outfit with your like baby so in a Santa cute. outfit with Santa. Ah, yeah, so precious. I agree. I guess it's the same, it's the same like way I feel ears. about like miniaturized things. I'm like, <gasps> oh my they're gosh, just I love miniature. Things. I know. Isn't even a timeless or terrible no. thing. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there and say it's timeless. Timeless. I agree. I timeless. agree. I agree. We'll just add that oh, time uh, miniature thing. Oh, of yes, course. We've yeah. done both of these things are timeless. Of course. Yeah. Should we pull another one? Yeah. One more. Okay. One more. All right, timeless or terrible, dance goes. The other thing on here is sensible shoes. <laughs> dance goes slash sensible dance shoes. Dance goes are the shoes of all nurses, right? Yep. Uh, teachers. Yep. I definitely had a good four pairs when I first started teaching, and yeah. then I decided I need to move it on <laughs> because while they're comfortable, yeah. they're also super ugly. Yeah. I actually, I actually got dance goes. The only dance goes I've ever bought, I got a Goodwill. Because I'm a cheapskate. Um, and when I purchased them, I thought, now my teacher uniform's complete. It like, was. it was like a I thing really I needed to have. It, yeah. Um, I and them. I actually stopped wearing dance goes because, well, two reasons. Mm. They don't have any vegan leather. So I don't like That's to buy. I don't like to buy yeah. new leather. I bought yeah. these used ones and I was like, oh, I feel guilty about the used leather even. And then, so that's like a vegan thing. And then also, also, um, I knew a lady who knew a lady who stepped off a curb and dance goes <laughs> and twisted her ankle and broke it because of the platform on the heel. And I was I like, be laughing at this. but like, oh man, like I but just, I can't I'm it. picturing her pain. And then I'm like, they're just stacked enough that you could just, you could just 
You just crack it right off. Well, there's a time I did that, but I was definitely not wearing Dan's goes. I was wearing these other really cute heels, and I was looking oh, no. down at my phone, and I stepped off the curb, <laughs> oh, no. and I fell. No! And I my nylons and my knee. And it's so I bad! And I was limping back in the house, and they was oh. like, what happened? Did someone break in your car? And I'm like, no! Oh. <laughs> and then I had to go to work. <laughs> oh. I feel your. I feel so bad for your pain right now. It's I, rough. I might say, so Dan's goes have a time and a place I think they might be terrible. Time and place. So, yeah. Annie, what's our homework? Uh, well, by this time, you've likely already failed at your New Year's resolutions. Okay. You're starting to write them out, probably. Yeah, or starting bit, like, now. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to say, this is important, do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. Right, ladies. You had good intentions. You may have even set manageable goals, but let's be honest with each other. Spending 10 minutes making a list that consists of eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight, watch less Netflix is not very inspiring. It's been done by you every year. <laughs> so here's our homework to kick off 2018, which will hopefully be less of a disaster than 2017. I'm going to keep mine short. Go read that book, On Tyranny. If you've been listening to any podcast in the Channel 253 network, pretty much all of us have talked about that book it's by Timothy Snyder. Very it's good. amazing. It's super short. It's you can read good. it an hour, an hour and a half. You can get it on Kindle. Easy. You can get paperback. I got the audiobook on oh. uh, Audible, and it was really good for the car. All the versions. Yep. Go listen to it. Do it. And then our homework actually fits together. Oh, it does. Yes, because I want you to go journal about what you're going to do in 2018 to protect democracy. Uh, if you're too 2017 out to write it by hand, put it in a Google Doc or in a checklist reminder on your phone, then do some things on the list. Here are some handy suggestions. Vote whenever you can. Use social media as a platform to protect free speech and free press. Are you reading a Sign list, up. Annie? Uh, no. 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 Don't don't shame me. <laughs> you said this is going to be nice and short. My, I'm not known for brevity. Sign up for emails from an advocacy organization. This one sounds boring, but it doesn't have to be because you can find a list of great organizations on the Ben and Jerry's blog. Don't worry, <laughs> we'll provide a link because they do like they do I'm like. I'm gonna leave that alone. Well, they, Ben and Jerry's has a okay. lot of like advocacy stuff, um, so you can eat ice cream, including some amazing vegan flavors, while you help save democracy from heartless nationalist demagoguery. So let's say goodbye to 2017 with a little shame bell. Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. We'll see you in 2018. Bye. Bye. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Subscribe to the other podcasts, Nerd Farmer, Move to Tacoma, Citizen Tacoma, and Flounder's B-Team. Bye. Bye! Class dismissed. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska! Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.